play a good game, boy. But the game is finished. Now you die. If there was one series that I wish was bigger, it would be Phantasm. Featuring Angus Scrim as the super creepy tall man, and good old Reggie Bannister, the most down-on-his-luck guy you would ever meet. Phantasm is mostly known for these floating murder spheres. Heck, they were so influential that J.J. Abrams called one of the characters in Star Wars The Force Awakens Captain Phasma because their helmet resembled that of the chrome spheres. Whether you know it or not, Phantasm is everywhere. So it shouldn't be a surprise that Oscar winner Roger Avery even wanted to try his hand at the series. Join us today as we tell you what the f*** happened to this unmade horror movie, getting into the nitty gritty of what happened to Phantasm 1999. Been waiting for you. For the uninitiated, the original Phantasm released in 1979 and came to us from Don Coscarelli. The story is about a young boy named Mike who makes the discovery that there's a local undertaker who is turning the dead of Earth into dwarf zombies. Those dwarves would then be sent to his dimension and used as slaves. Mike knows that he's gotta stop them. It can be a little silly when it's explained, but it's genuinely a fantastic film. The tall man is terrifying with his superhuman strength and even the ability to shapeshift into oddly attractive blonde women. The main characters are Mike, his brother Jody, and their friend Reggie. There are some pretty trippy visuals, and the story can be a little bit confusing at times. If there were any other series I'd compare it to, it would be Nightmare on Elm Street, with its usage of dream sequences. The franchise managed five different entries, with a reboot having long been rumored. But today's subject nestles nicely in between the third and the fourth films, and it came from an unexpected source. While Roger Avery is currently seeing massive success with his podcast, Video Archives, where he dives into various films with his good buddy, you may have heard of him, Quentin Tarantino. But Avery was once just a filmmaker trying to get movies made. And Tarantino wasn't his only soon-to-be-famous friend, with Phantasm creator Don Coscarelli allowing Avery in his edit suite on occasion. In fact, Avery made a point to write many screenplays while Don and his editor worked on their latest project. Following 1994's Phantasm 3, Lord of the Dead, Cascarelli thought that the series was winding down, and who could blame him? But a new film became a possibility due to Avery's interest in the series. See, Roger Avery was no longer just some filmmaker, having won an Academy Award for the script that he wrote with Quentin, a little film called Pulp Fiction. And it was actually just a week after Avery had taken home the golden statue that Don Cascarelli got a call from his old friend. Roger wanted to meet for lunch. At the meeting, Avery described an idea that had floated around his head ever since his days in the editing room of one of the Phantasm films. An epic sequel where Reggie Bannister is in an apocalyptic wasteland. But unfortunately, Coscarelli wasn't really hip to the idea, seeing no point to it after Phantasm 3 had been relegated to direct-to-video. Why would they give even more money to a film that was making less money with each entry? 
Still, Avery persisted and wanted to use his clout in order to get the film made. Miramax, who had produced Pulp Fiction, was rumored to be interested in the new take and rumored to be interested in financing the film. But what exactly was it about? Phantasm 1999 would have been set in the near future, where the United States essentially consists of New York, Los Angeles, and the wasteland in between, known as the Plague Zone. You know, kinda like Judge Dredd. Zombies and dwarves, that's these little guys from the other films, would roam the wasteland, and the tall man would be the master of them all. This is his domain. Setting up shop at the largest mausoleum possible, a Mormon one, because you know they have the biggest mausoleums on the planet apparently, and Tallman sets out to take over the planet. The zombies here are known as baggers, and the disease causes their heads to swell and explode. This also has a proximity effect, where it'll kill any non-infected if they explode and get any parts onto them. Sounds like something out of a video game, but it's a pretty fun concept for the 90s. I'll bite a bit expensive, since CGI wouldn't so easily be employed, so these people would be getting sprayed with guts all day. Not exactly appealing. Reggie Bannister would be in one of the safe cities, but haunted by nightmares of poor Mike being abducted by the tall man. So he sets out with his armored up Plymouth Cuda, which is aptly named the Battle Cuda. Hilariously enough, it almost looks like the Batmobile that appeared in Matt Reeves' The Batman. Oh, Reggie, you just became so much more of a badass. There are some interesting story beats as well, like the government trying to destroy the tall man's negative zone homeworld, or Reggie having to give up his citizenship in order to enter the plague zone, thus dooming himself regardless of the outcome. But there are also some really strange elements, like Reggie having a pet monkey named TT as his sidekick. And not only that, but the monkey is the one that actually saves the day in the end. Even claws out the tall man's eyes and detonates the bomb which destroys the negative zone. So this monkey is pretty damn important to the plot. Whether these elements would have all worked on screen is a bit of a mystery, but Coscarelli loved the script and was ready to do it. So he and Avery set out to shop at the studios but that quickly fizzled out after Miramax passed on it. When even more studios passed, Coscarelli looked at the trajectory of the films, from theatrical to video, and knew that a $20 million Phantasm movie just wasn't viable for any producing partner. But Coscarelli loved Avery's script so much that by the time Oblivion was made in 1998, he wrote it in a way that the film could serve as both a prequel to Avery's film as well as an ending to the series, in case they didn't have the opportunity to make it. He always appreciated the work that Roger had done because it provided Coscarelli with some insight into his own line of thinking, teaching him the lesson that, regardless of budget, it's okay to think big. At one point after Oblivion was released, Don returned to Avery's script, only this time with an interesting proposal. What if Bruce Campbell starred as one of the film's lead, Colonel Heckelman? That's one of the military guys that comes in and tries to blow up the negative zone. And the possibilities were there too, because Campbell was about to star as Elvis in Bubba Hotep, so they already had an established relationship. 
Unfortunately though, after Hotep's release, any murmurs of the project just disappeared. While nothing ever became of Avery's screenplay, Coscarelli is hopeful that we'll eventually see the story done in comic book form. Which, given the fact that we've seen things like Batman 89 in the same vein, that would be awesome. Don himself made sure to include some references to Avery's script in the final film Ravager. But at this point, it seems like 1999 itself. This time has passed and the world has moved on. But who's to say what mysteries a newly rebooted Phantasm may hold? There have been rumors of a remake for years, so maybe we will finally see this story told. Just way in the future. Who knows? What do you think about this film? Are you interested in seeing Phantasm 1999? What about just another Phantasm movie? Let us know in the comments and we'll see you in the next one. The funeral is about to begin, sir.